You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, happy house of hunks, honeys, and heffalumps, honing handiness. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 203, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your excited exclaimers, excavating excellent eggcorns. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. I want to start the show off with a, another fan listener question I thought was really good from, mm-hmm. our, from our page uh, on Facebook. Rachel Lazarin asked us, what fictional universe would you want to be thrown into? And would you be heroes or villains in that universe? Oh, While you guys think, ab- think about it, I'll share yeah. what I said. And I thought about it for a long time because I was like, mm. there's so many cool universes I want to be in. But I'm actually really scared of danger. Mm-hmm. And so anything that poses like a life-threatening danger, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I was like, mm, I kind of don't want to live my life like that. That's good self-knowledge. That's um, good. Yeah. So I want to be... A third or fourth tier small time, uh, villain, uh, like a super ridiculous themed villain in the DC universe, specifically in Gotham City. Uh-huh. So I'd be one of those, those like you'd bad be a, villains. You'd be a henchman. I, yeah. Or a, hench, a hench person. I, I, I would be like Crazy Quilt. Oh, okay. Or okay. Condiment King. <laughs> okay, got you it. You know, the really <laughs> bad themed uh, like the villains. Orca. Like yeah, head, yeah. head of your own crew, but yeah, like yeah. nowhere near like Joker on like no, Batman's no, no, radar. Batman yeah. wouldn't hunt you down. No. Yeah. Like I'm just there for but flavor But a super text. villain might try to get you to help support a plan maybe. that they have. Yeah, yeah but then scheme. they're they're kind of, they're facing the danger. Yeah. yeah. I'm just there to maybe, you know scare people or, or get in and push yeah. a button <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 so that's what that's what that's i good. think huh i mean i guess for me i mean the obvious answer is star wars <sighs> but again as you say karen there's a lot of danger in that yeah universe. they just yeah. blow up planets yeah. without any forewarning in that and universe. and it's like you know if you choose good guy or bad guy you have a lot of peril and if you if you choose neither then most of the worlds that we've seen is a pretty crummy life it seems like you know what i'm gonna say yeah. I would go into the Smurfs fictional universe. Would you be a Smurf? I would be a bad guy, and I would work with Gargamel because, frankly, I want to find out if they do taste you good. You look like his nephew a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> apprentice. Yeah, yeah. And they hang out with his cat. I mean, yeah. he's a little abusive so with Azrael the cat. Yeah. Azrael the cat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, at the end of the day, no one's ever really in any mortal danger. That's true. Yeah. That's a good answer. I would. I would do. Willy Wonka world. Ooh, I did not because think of that. there's not really mortal peril. Stakes, yeah, but there is magic, mm-hmm. and it's related to candy. I would like to be in the factory after Charlie takes over. Oh, not wow. with oh. Willy Wonka. Now we're going to a, a yeah, you want to set up the, the time period. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's important. Not with Smart. Wonka because he's cutthroat. Yeah, that's and I, true. And I feel like that's that's going to be a stressful life. Did you, um, I saw on the internet, I thought this was the most, this blew my mind when I saw this on the internet about the Willy Wonka movie, where it was like, did you notice the boat had exactly enough seats for the number of people who were left on the tour because he knew <laughs> that he was going to lose the gloops. He was going to weed, weed it out. Yeah, yeah. Weed at least two people, <laughs> yeah. the kid and the parent. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, even like, I was like, oh, wow, Hogwarts. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, the people danger, die. people die and yeah. stuff. I think, I well, like, again, I think that you would say post war Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And, okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I would say if you want to do that, just go to Universal Studios. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Ooh, little old would you be? Would you be your age in the Harry Potter world after the war? Or oh, would you be well, a child? Would you want to be a right, student? Right, right. We're talking about going back to school, and doing more. I mean, yeah, they're wizarding tests and things like Most that. Most teachers but it's like, are jerks. Yeah, that's like it's still it still seems like you I, might I, audit a few classes. I don't maybe. want to go back to any it's high school, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even wizarding school, right? Let's so not like, relive that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could be the game teacher at Hogwarts. Oh, I could go and t- I could I could teach. Like not well, what like they probably have other games a besides quiz, quiz master at the pub. We're getting so specific. Oh, okay. 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 This time period, but after this, but before that, right. and I'm in the pub, but I don't go outside, and I have this job. But yeah, Let's just avoid Harry Potter okay. Okay. entirely, and just yeah. and just go for the safe answer. Obviously, just He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, oh. that's mortal. That's you. Yeah. That's well, good. you know, yeah. I mean, depend on. But me. I'm oh. not getting. No, I'm not going to be messing Ooh. with Skeletor or whoever. I'm. Just just gonna be In, hanging out, yeah, yeah. eating massive Gilded turkey legs. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know it's yeah. keto. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be that would be good. There's oh, also some good loin. Everybody wears the same yeah. loincloth, so you <laughs> yeah. don't have to decide what you're gonna wear that yeah, day. A lot of topless important. men cruising around. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's right. a good it's universe because it's a simpler time, and yet they have advanced technology. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, right, right, right. I love all of your answers. Very good. <laughs> Very yeah. good. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel, for that <laughs> that. that mind-opening question. I know, I was like, oh. Well, without further ado, let's start off with our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz! Hot shot! And I picked a random Trivial Pursuit card, and this is from a different edition. I'm excited. It is Trivial Pursuit Music Singles. Oh, okay. Not like single songs. Okay, yeah. Like, I think they're just like one-offs. Anyways. All right. Uh, buzzers but all, all at music ready. related. Yes. Okay. okay. Buzzers at the ready. Blue Wedge, what band is the folk rock duo created by Amy Ray and Emily Saliers? Oh. Saliers. Uh, Colin. That is the Indigo Girls. Correct. Yeah. Indigo Girls. They sang a song about Galileo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Pink Wedge, which Shakira song won Record and Song of the Year at the 2006 Latin Grammy Awards? Oh, is it the Hips Don't Lie song? No. no. Oh, now I have another guess. Go for it. Damn. Whenever, whatever. whatever no, it is La Tortura. What? So it is Latin Grammys. It is a, it's a oh. Spanish language song. All right, well. Makes sense. There you go. Uh, Yellow Edge, what group fronted by Will I Am won three awards at the 2006 American Music Awards? Everybody! Black, Black Eyed Peas. Peas. Can you name the three other people in Black Eyed Peas other than Will I Am? Fergie, Taboo, Apti App. Yeah. <laughs> no hesitation. I saw them in the late '90s, like before they My were goodness. cool. Pre-Fergie, oh yeah, pre-Fergie, <laughs> pre-Fergie. Yeah, they had a few this, singers. This was a, yeah. this was on Pub Trivia Live. Like, can you name other than Fergie and Lillian? <laughs> name one of the other two. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. All right, good job, Purple Wedge. What Puerto Rican-born rapper is considered to be the queen of reggaeton? Oh. Puerto Rican-born rapper, queen of reggaeton. Man, you know what? This sounds like a familiar question, doesn't it? Anyone no. else? Hmm. 
I'm just stalling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, Pretending like... I don't have an answer. <laughs> it is Ivy Queen. Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I don't is. know either. All right. All right. Well, now it's in the punch bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Green Wedge, what former frontman for the Cars helped produce albums for Weezer, Hole, and Bad Religion? I didn't know that. Dana Buzzenfurst. I, I think we both had yeah. Rick, Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last question, Orange Wedge. What 2002 John Mayer hit about an afternoon tryst won him a Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance? Dana. Your Body is a Wonderland? Correct. About oh, Jennifer that Love that Hewitt. Really? Is that she true? was in the video. She was oh, in the video. Okay. But oh, they did date. Okay. Around then, so mm. maybe. Mm. Your body is like a theme park. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it makes you want to throw up. <laughs> you eat too much popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> right, spinny rides. The zipper. After, after a short time, you want to leave. <laughs> your body is a traveling carnival. Your body is a tilt-a-whirl. Your, your body is a sack of clowns. <laughs> After we were done, I couldn't find my car. <laughs> Where is it? Beep, 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 beep. It's so dark. Your body is a rigged ring toss game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Your body is a fried Oreo. Your body is a, a, a what I've seen once was uh, and had was at the Salt Lake City uh, it was the Utah State Fair. I was there, you know, for for a race, but just happened to be State Fair season, and it was a, a cheese stuffed hot dog wrapped <laughs> around a whole dill pickle. Wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa! A hot dog wrapped around? I mean, no, 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 sorry, like sorry, sorry. Encasing. So a here, it, oh. concentric. Oh, 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 okay. Inside oh, cheese. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Next layer. Hot dog all around. Wow. Next layer, a whole pickle wow. all around. So the hot dog was in the pickle. Yes. Yeah. They hollowed they out the pickle. They hollowed out pickle to put the yeah. hot dog what? with the cheese. I was imagining a spear wrapped around it. No, no, no. no, no. It was a whole dill pickle oh dipped in uh, corn batter, what? like corn dog batter, yeah. and then deep fried. <gasps> did you try it? No. I did. I would try yeah. it. It's not bad. It's it's really hard to eat. You don't yeah, say. Yeah. It's, like a, yeah. it's like a burrito. Because none of those layers cohere with each other. Yeah, too. Yeah. Like you take one bite and then there's like six layers of right. cheesy you get, pickle. You get and, cheese yeah. pouring out. There's a there's a surprising amount of pickle. <laughs> you mean like a bun Like, oh yeah, I really underestimated the contribution of the pickle to this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Hot oh, pickle man. juice. <laughs> Your body is a Scalding hot corn dog pickles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheese stuff. All right. Well, today's episode, Colin, what's our theme? Oh, our theme for today is uh, The Great Escape. Ooh. Escapes. I was watching <laughs> I was watching a prison movie. Uh, just one of many, many. We don't need to get too into it. It may, on a, may be on a quiz that one of you have uh, in the show. Oh, I see. I was watching a prison movie, and if you're watching a movie that's set in prison, uh, there's a better than average chance it's going to be about someone trying to escape from that prison. Yep. And I got to thinking, like, oh, escape. What a perfect, what a perfect topic that would be for our show. Uh, of all of varieties yeah. uh, escape artists escaping from prison fleeing from whatever Justice. scenario you're trapped oh, yeah. in so yeah i thought that would be a good uh world for us to explore 
or get away from. This week we're busting out the Great Escape. <laughs> As soon as you hear the word escape, you're going to think Harry Houdini. You can't have an escape show without yeah. at least a little bit yeah. of that. You're yeah. like a big Harry master. Houdini fan. I was, you know, uh, this has been exaggerated, I think, over the years. Oh, but, okay. I mean, we have talked about, I think, on this show. Yes. I think we even tweeted out a photograph, maybe, yes. at some yes. point. Yes. yes. Of, uh, of me in seventh grade dressed up as Harry Houdini uh, for the Wax Museum, which is the ridiculous thing that they did in seventh grade where they made us all dress up like historical figures and do uh-huh. research on them. But then literally stand there stock still as parents and siblings would come walking through the gym uh, witnessing you having to just stand there. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, they didn't want to do any more plays. No, yeah, apparently not. Uh, but yeah, I was Harry Houdini. Um, and uh, and so I did a lot of reading about Harry Houdini. Fascinating guy. Oh, We've, I, I talked about Houdini. him extensively on the show on Good Job Brain before uh, in his capacity as a uh, myth buster. He was a, he was a yeah. devoted uh Occult, anti-occult, yeah. Indeed, in an era in which a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you know, psychics and uh, seances, seances are real and stuff. And he really wanted to uh, bust bust that up. His day job, as it were, (laughs) he was a a magician. He was a magician, Mm -hmm. but he focused on a lot of um, escape escape routines and things of that nature. Houdini was a big myth buster when it came to, like, seances and things like that, but he was also totally okay uh, with letting people believe um, you know that <laughs> he true. was mm. that he himself was always totally on the up and up with his escape routines right so mm. I want to I, I wanted to just talk about like three of Houdini's escape routines things that he would do in public uh, right. what he would do is so this is by the way this is all kind of like turn of the century 1900s 1910s 20s 30s he died in the in the, in the 30s so he'd come into town and, and it would be Harry Houdini is going to be performing at such and such a theater tomorrow night uh, but before he would do that, he would do some kind of display in public uh, as a way of getting attention, as a way of advertising. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when he would do some of these escapes and, you know, people would crowd around and they'd say, you know, sometimes he'd have like 50,000 people watching him do this stuff. One of the things that he would do was the milk can yeah, escape. Yeah. Um, where they would take a milk can, which is a, a sort of like a jug about half the height of a human being, you know, maybe a little bit taller than that. A man could fit in one of these things and he'd duck down inside of it, but they'd actually, first they'd fill it with water. So they'd fill it in up the, with water. In the canister. Yeah, in the canister. And he'd get into a canister full of water and then they'd put the lid on it. By the time they're putting the lid on this thing, it's as far as you can tell, full of water, and he's submerged inside this thing. Okay. And um, put the lid on, and they use locks, padlocks, to padlock the lid on this thing, and then they chuck it in the lake. And okay. then prior to this, they'd have people come up and inspect it. Right. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. no tricks. Yeah. False you could, panels. You could look at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, reassure yourself that there was nothing, you know, no, no trickery with this with this milk can. Houdini would get inside. They'd, they'd lock it up. He Remember, it, again, it's full of water, so he's already... Uh, holding his breath. Then they'd put it in the lake. And then Houdini would come to the surface and he'd get out of the surface. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. The way that this worked was that 
the milk can, uh, the sort of the neck of the can, it looked like it was riveted on, but it, but it wasn't. Imagine the neck of a of a human being being the neck of the of the canister, right? It's loose in there, basically. But if you try to grab it and pull it up, just pull the the collar basically of this milk can out, you you can't do it. They grease it up, and like it, you you wouldn't be able to get enough purchase on it to to get it out uh... by pulling up on it. But Houdini, when he was inside the the can, could just push mm. up on it. Oh. Once the cap was bolted on, just push up on the top of the, uh, the from the bottom of the cap, and then it would just slide right out with all the bolts and everything. With all the yeah. bolts and everything yeah. on it, right? Now, was he holding his breath? Yeah, Houdini could hold his breath for a long time. That was absolutely true. So, but by, by the time that they submerged him in water, he was holding his and, breath. Yeah, and. Yeah. It would take like a minute or two for them to even put him in the lake in the first place. We had to hold yeah. his breath for a long time. Then after holding his breath for a long time, I had to just push up on the thing. But once you had the leverage to just push up on it, the thing would just pop right off. Okay. Right? Okay. So that was a gimmick. Um, handcuffs. Houdini would escape oh, from yeah, handcuffs. Yeah. Not just any handcuffs. He would say to the people in the town, like, come in with, tell the police to, to give me a pair of handcuffs and put them on me and I will escape from them. First of all, if you give him a crappy pair of handcuffs, he knew exactly. He, oh. I mean, he studied handcuffs right? yeah. for years Model and years and, and years. Make. There's only so many handcuffs out there. Yeah. So he might know where to just slam the thing against the ground to get the spring to pop and to get the handcuffs to open. Okay. Right? Okay. He might he might know how to pick the lock using whatever lock picks concealed on his person. You know, to pick the standard pair of handcuffs because there's so there's only so many standard pairs oh, of handcuffs. Yeah. He had a belt key. with all the keys on it. Yeah. Man, asking for the police cuffs is actually pretty smart because it actually narrows down to a more standardized, standardized yeah. set. There was of, yeah. this gimmick, which is the, this is the best part. So if somebody brought him a totally bespoke pair of handcuffs, where he doesn't have a key to these handcuffs on him, they're super big, so they're not cheap, and he can't just pop them. He would say, "Well, I have to examine the key. I must examine the key to these handcuffs." So at this at this point. He would take the key for examination, looking at it, and his assistant would go into the back where he had a buttload of <laughs> other keys yeah. in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> and they'd find the one that looks the closest to the to the key, take that, get it to Houdini. Houdini would say, okay, I've inspected the key. Hand the person back the, the fake uh, key <laughs> while Houdini still has the real key. Wow. That's and then good. just unlock it that way. So that's just, that's a magic trick. That's misdirection part, that's part and yeah. artistry actually doing it, but also part that is just straight Smart. up a magic yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, man. But the thing that Houdini is absolutely most known for is his ability to escape a straight jacket. Um, mm. I may have mentioned this before on the show. I mean, it's really, it's really interesting, but this is the thing that he would do uh-huh. and, and draw credit. Street jacket is something that they would use to restrain uh, prisoners. Um, and basically, just imagine a jacket that goes on backwards, mm. and the sleeves are super long, and your arms don't come out of them, and the sleeves are, like, closed up. It's like you're they, giving yourself a hug. Yeah, they yeah. take those sleeves and, you know, forcibly wrap your arms around you with those sleeves and tie them off in the back, so you're giving yourself a hug. Houdini basically came up with the the method. I mean, it was, there, there's just a sort of standard method for escaping these. But the thing is, he would say, and to make it even more difficult on myself, I'm going to escape this while I'm upside down. Yeah. And yeah. they'd tie, you know, rope to his legs and hoist him up on a crane and he'd be dangling the spectacle of him dangling up, you know, against the side of a building 
by the way, Houdini, if he had his choice of venue for this and he came into the town, would make sure that he was hung up right next to the newspaper's office. Uh, <laughs> lots of videos out there that it's like right next to yeah. the office of the Houston Chronicle wow. or what I mean, have you. He's yep. not doing this for fun. Yeah. For <laughs> marketing. Yeah. Yep. The process was, was twofold. The first thing was... When they were putting the straight jacket on him, Houdini would use a whole bunch of techniques to give himself a whole lot of space inside the straight jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as they're, as they're sort of wrapping his arms, you know, you can sort of hold some of the cloth and pinch it inwards. Uh-huh. And then when, when they, when you let go, now you have a lot more slack. Uh, he'd make sure to fold his arms over, like not just not put one arm more towards his head and one arm more towards um, you know his feet, but to actually fold his arms over, mm, stack, so yeah. stack his arms height, up. Yeah. Um, and so then when he moves his arms, he has more slack. So you want to give your, you want to basically make it so when they're putting the jet. Oh, also take a huge breath. Expand mm. your body, oh. make it as big, your chest as big as you possibly can, to give yourself more space and slack to work with. Then. Once the jacket is on, he would take his stronger arm, his right arm. Basically, you just need to get one arm up over your head because then you can untangle the sleeves and get your sleeve in front of you. And so once you do Mm -hmm. that, then it's just a matter of getting all the the belts undone. So you want to give yourself as much slack as possible so that you can get one arm up over your head. Hanging upside down... Turns out yeah. that it's, it's actually a lot easier. You have, gravity. you have gravity pulling down your whole body. So to get your arm over your head, all your bones are sort of being pulled down. Oh. So it's yeah. way easier when you're suspended wow. upside down <laughs> yeah. to get your hand over your head in the, in the straight jacket. And when you're at it, also probably listen, masks all the wriggling and, you know, or clutching. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's, yeah. He's, he's thrashing around and he's dangling and he's going left and right and it looks amazing. And yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of trickery in terms of giving yourself as much slack as possible and the methods by which you Mm -hmm. might do that. But, like, a lot of it was just, you know, practicing this series of moves and being able to be able to do it. Get out of it. it. Yeah. Really well, and just the it. mental focus, too, of just to stay calm and not yes. panic. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, yes. Yeah, so, I actually was watching a documentary on this, and my favorite people, Penn and Teller, popped up, and, uh, and, and, and they had Penn Gillette explaining, and he was just like, a straight jacket is meant to restrain somebody that is not in a good state of mind. And so if you're, if you, if you have to have a straight jacket put on you, you are probably not going to be methodical enough to be able to execute Mm. a series of precise moves in order to to get yourself right. You're just like thrashing. You're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not Hannibal Lecter. It's not, (laughs) well, Hannibal Lecter. He probably could. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm saying like you're not, I'm saying you're not, you're not dealing with him. You're not going to be Hannibal Lecter. Right, right, right. Oh, can I revise my uh, fictional world? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Oh, that's that's really yeah, I want to be Silence of the Lambs, but I want to be him. Oh, you want to be him? Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay. I have I have a quiz for you guys about escape themed movies. Oh um, yeah. I 
wrote it in the middle of the night. I called it Escapist Escapades, uh, <laughs> subtitled Stephen King is the master writing stories about escaping from places that later become movies and a couple of other non-Stephen <laughs> King movies. It's a long quiz name. <laughs> so your hint is there are a lot of Stephen King, <laughs> King movies in this quiz. Let's do buzzers. All right. Buzzers All right. ready. First question, a non-Stephen King one. Harold and Kumar escape from here in the sequel to Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. <laughs> Colin. Uh, I think we all know it, but it's uh, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. Bay. Yes. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. <laughs> Where were they originally going? Oh, I, you know, I've seen that one once years ago. Mm. Where were they originally going? Amsterdam. Ah. Which uh, makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense for Harold and Kumar. A young Elizabeth Moss starred in this TV movie based on a 1975 film based on a novel. Huh. TV wow, movie. TV movie? Based a TV. on a film based on a novel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carrie. No. Mm. Wait, oh, do we know Stephen King or not Stephen King? No. This one is not Stephen no, King. No, I was just, it. I don't know. I'm, I'm front loading the not Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> is this, um, oh, is this, is this sci fi? Fantasy, and this is a young Elizabeth Moss. Oh, uh, is, so is like teenage of, or younger yeah. child, even maybe. Right. Hmm. And it's about escape. It's in the title. Oh. <laughs> escape from which mountain? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That, has, that has been made into so many things. Mm. Goes a novel and then the movie. I didn't know there was a, a TV movie. movie. Jeez. <laughs> I had it just about the original movie, and then I was like Elizabeth Moss. What? That's a good one. Tale. Yeah. Mel Gibson is one of the stars of this farm animal themed 2000 animated movie. Oh, I remember. Oh, Colin. Is that, uh, uh, it's the chicken one, right? Chicken Run? Chicken, chicken Run. run. Okay. Right. I thought it was, I was like, Chicken Littles. <laughs> trying to escape from the, the, the barn. The chicken process. <laughs> I understand their motivation. <laughs> This film starring Paul Newman popularized the line, what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Uh, uh, I believe that is a Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. Oh, with yes. the boss with the silver mirrored glasses. It's the prototypical uh, southern chain gang. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. You know, I, so as, as English, as my second language, I know there's cool as a cucumber and then there's cool hand luke and sometimes i would get them mixed up oh. in my head <laughs> and i think it's either cool as a cucumber is cool hand luke or the, the vice versa i was like oh yeah the cucumber movie starring <laughs> i always think of it as the hard-boiled egg movie oh. because he like has that contest where he that's has right. to prove a point he so many of cool hand luke cumber that's, yeah. that's where that line um respect my authority comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this 1981 sci-fi action film written and directed by John Carpenter. It has a state in the name. Oh, it's about escapes? It's Yes. Oh, that is oh. Escape from New York. Oh. Escape from New York. Set in futuristic 1997. Yeah. <laughs> when the president crashes into Manhattan, now a giant maximum security prison, a convicted bank robber is sent to rescue him. And then later, he goes to the other coast of the country. <laughs> yeah, escape from L.A. One more non-Stephen King question, mm. and then the Stephen King floodgates will open. Uh, escape from Tomorrow is a horror film shot on location at this unique spot. 
Karen. There are two spots, actually. actually. It was shot in Orlando, Florida, and in Anaheim, California, because it was shot in the Tomorrowlands of Disney World, or Magic Kingdom, and Disneyland. That's right. It was a gorilla gorilla (laughs) movie shoot. Because um, Disney doesn't usually let people do that, and so I, I guess they didn't even ask if they could do it. That's they, the idea. They, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was the, that. I mean, that's part of like the big marketing hype is just the dude was so scared of Disney. I mean, he did something yeah. you know not so cool, but then he was like editing the movie in another country just yeah. in case they <laughs> did it in South Korea. <laughs> yeah. The actors had their scripts on their cell phones, yeah. and they were using like handheld family style video cameras to shoot it so nobody would notice that they were making a movie. Have you guys there. all seen it? I haven't seen I, it. I'm too I scared. I'm oh, a little okay. bit scared. All right. This now we're entering the Stephen King uh The area. elevator opens and <laughs> blood gushes out. In this nineteen eighty seven film, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character must survive a public execution gauntlet staged as a game show. <laughs> I don't um, know. What is that's the Running, the running Man. Man. The Running oh. Man. Um, actually, Dana, I believe that was written by Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. <laughs> that was wow. yeah, wow. loosely based on a novel by Stephen King, Richard Bachman. <laughs> yeah. He's he still exists as Stephen uh, yeah, King. Yes, but yes, yes, he is. You, the, you he has correct. fully. Wait, what's up. his what's his legal name? Well, he's Stephen King. That was just one it's of his. Name. That was oh, okay. So it's Richard, Richard name. Yeah. So Richard Bachman is a fake name. That's right. Stephen yeah, King is not a fake name. James Kahn is held prisoner by Kathy Bates, the original oh. stand in this film based on a Stephen King novel. <laughs> Karen. Misery. Misery. This 1994 film based on a Stephen King novella was nominated for seven Academy Awards. 94. Oh. Everybody. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, but also prison. Also Whoa. prison movie. Yeah. But that wasn't escape, though. Uh, no it's way. true. Right. And well, that was like no, wait, no were physical you escape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? The Green Mile, but I was like, oh yeah, Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. Shawshank. 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 I love that movie. It's been the number one movie on IMDb's user-generated top 250 really? since 2008. Yeah, it's been on the number one for a long time. For 10 years yeah. now. Yeah. Good job, you guys. There were more movies by Stephen King, and I was like, am I writing a whole Stephen <laughs> quiz? And then, nah. but I have a... A fact. It's it's not a segment. Every time we record, I forget that I've learned this fact, and then I never. Like, it's been like months. It's like years now. Finally, I was like, "Oh, this kind of fits," and I wrote it down. I wrote it down. And I was like, "I'm gonna share this fact." So, for people who lose weight, mm-hmm. how does fat oh. leave your body? Do you know how does it escape the body? How does it leave your like when you, say you I, someone loses? You probably know, but like when, like when you lose sixty pounds, uh-huh. where did the sixty pounds go? Oh, how does it pass out of your yeah. body? Yep. Oh, I mean, not just like burned as heat. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was yeah, just yeah. they shrink down better. Yeah, maybe. that's what I thought too, but I, I, I guess I was naive. Mm-hmm. They actually asked this question to a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. diet coach and stuff. People had mis, mistruths, basically. Some mm-hmm. people say, oh, it converts into muscle. Like no. the cells what? become muscle. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no, what? Yeah. Uh, some people are like, oh, you, you poop it out. Well, so that's what like, people think. It's out. like you poop. You breathe it out. Yep. You breathe oh. it. The vast majority out. is it gets broken down huh. and it leaves as carbon dioxide. Really? So eighty four percent. So say if say if you lose ten pounds, eighty four percent of that is breathed out, and sixteen percent of that is water. I did not know that. By way of by sweat. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But you breathe out. Huh? Mm-hmm. Fat breath. Yeah, fat breath. 
Well, so I admit when we were first uh, brainstorming topics for this episode, like I was sure Karen was going to talk about what I'm going to talk about uh, in a minute here because it's animal based. And I know you love animals, Karen. I sometimes feel yeah. like I do too much. Yeah, yeah I understand. I, like, I understand. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I feel you. Um, I, I was watching a video. It's on YouTube. It's from a couple years ago, but it's – have you seen this guy? The guy finds this huge octopus. Oh, on his boat. On his boat, right. And then, you know, he's kind yeah, of yeah, – you know, yeah. and then you see the octopus squeeze through an opening. I mean it looks like – it looks like as if like an elephant escaped through a coffee cup, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like – you're like, oh my goodness. How does it do that? I don't know. I just got – so I, I fell down a whole rabbit hole of octopus – Escapes. They are an amazing hole. animals. They, oh, what's that? Not an octopus hole. <laughs> Sounds like a different thing. Yeah, yeah shut your it, octopus yeah. hole. <laughs> no, I mean, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, like we, I mean, you know, us as trivia fans, and I know we read a, a lot. Like they're smart. I mean, just octopuses in general, and the entire family of animals. They <laughs> are like, oh, we're smart, but they're smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting a new podcast actually with three octopuses. Yeah, 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 yeah man, man, they're keeping me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, they're. Ironic. This is a whole separate topic on its own. Like, we're really just finding out just really how, how smart they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, they may have active internal lives, you know, I mean, internal mm-hmm. thoughts, and it's getting. Oh, it's, it's really people who work with and research and study octopuses. Octopodes, if you prefer, I'm going to mm. say octopuses. They all say like, no, man, these these things, they know what's going on. There's a story about um, <laughs> a researcher who was feeding the octopus uh, not fresh food, basically store bought octopus food. You know, I'm not really like you get yeah. Safeway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you go down to the pet store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say store bought, but prepared, let's say. And you okay. know, the octopus wants to catch fresh food, and and so the researcher comes up to the tank, and the octopus, while making eye contact, oh takes the old food. And is shoving it down the drain of the tank that he's in, as if to say, "Here's what I think if you're not fresh food." Yeah, uh, it's a little uncanny. Sassy. Yeah, how yeah. smart they are. And so, in addition to uh, not just physically being able to get their bodies into you know tight holes because they're all muscle based or not based, they're they're almost all muscle. Mm. They're smart enough to plan escapes, and they're oh, smart enough to yeah. really mm. wait. They're smart enough to plan their moment, take advantage of a moment, and then use their extremely weird uh, physical <laughs> gifts to escape. <laughs> yeah, because so- like. Half of the escape is like the physical execution, but yes. you need the strategy and tactics for the yeah. other first 50%. So, you know, you might read, so there's stories of like, oh, you know, the octopus got out of the tank, like yeah. put, lifted the tank up and popped it off. And you might think like, okay, well, even like snake a really strong that, fish, yeah. a snake could do that as yeah. well, right? There are, you, you can go find videos of these. Octopuses can figure out how to unscrew lids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are, again, researchers uh-huh. that put, the, they screw the lid on and the octopus in, yeah. They've got the suction cups. They're very dexterous. They can really manipulate, but they mentally can have the conception of, oh, it twists on in this direction. And I have to unscrew the lid from the inside in a very specific way and get out. Mm. So I've got uh, two stories here of octopus escape that I just want to just quickly share with you guys. Uh, Coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, they're both from New Zealand. 
Um, okay. Which, I mean, I, I maybe it's not so coincidental, meaning they do a lot of octopus research yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this was an incident from uh, just a couple years ago, 2016, of Inky the Octopus. Okay. Uh, what a dumb name. I, you know, I gotta say, if it, it was clearly not put up for an internet vote, because it would be like, you know, Inky McInk face if it wasn't. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, Inky's tank mate was named Blotchy. <laughs> All right. It does sound like maybe right. some children came up with these names. Yeah. No. It was um, a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Marine yeah. biology. Yeah. It's short for Inkforth, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Inkforth. I love yeah. uh, This was at the National Aquarium. The story of Inky's escape is almost like told in a forensic. Like, they had to reconstruct what oh, happened. Because wow. he made it. He's gone. Like, Inky, Inky's left, man. He, uh, he was caught in the wild. So they don't know exactly how old he is. He wasn't born in the lab. Um, <laughs> okay. So he'd already had some, you know, street, street, street smarts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Some water smarts. Basically, uh, his, you know, his researchers came into the lab one day, found he was missing from the tank, <laughs> looking around, can't find him. Look. There's a wet streak oh, across yeah. the floor, uh-huh. suction cup marks on the floor, okay. eight feet away in the lab. Okay. So there's a wet streak eight feet away to a tiny little drain pipe. All right. Now the opening to the drain pipe is, is just about, I don't know, four inches across, five mm-hmm. inches across. And that drain pipe leads out to the ocean. Whoa. And what Inky did is Inky, Inky knew. Inky <laughs> knew this drain yeah, like pipe. How, yeah, exactly. Would they take their chances when it goes to the trash? Yeah. They came back. So they basically, they came in one morning, found there was a, a tiny, tiny little crack in the top of the tank. Inky had pushed out, wow. worked his way down the side of the tank, crawled across the floor and and again i want to emphasize waiting until there's nobody in the yeah. lab yeah. like yeah. they're they're aware of like oh they're smart enough i'm gonna get caught inched his way across the hole squeezed his way into the drain hole and then out to the out just out to the ocean at large yeah and they had mm. to kind of come in and piece what together I was, what I was hoping for was that he left the the squishy trail to the drain pipe but that was a red herring yeah that he dried his were, tentacles when the two of them were looking in the drain pipe that's when he came out and walked out the front door <laughs> by taking their car keys <laughs> and their badge yes. their ID Right. Yeah, I, I think Inky right, stole right. my car. <laughs> I love the image of yeah, him getting in the car and all at once, one tentacle's adjusting the rearview mirror, right. one tentacle is getting the seat adjusted, the other one's finding popping. Dory. <laughs> yeah, so just just gone. Um, and it made the news, of course, in, in New Zealand and then ultimately got yeah. picked up by the wire the services around the, the world. The yeah, 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 yeah. The Octa, See, Octa have News. have a video camera. That would have been amazing to yeah. watch. Security cam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I He feel- would have disabled it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're right, you're right. They're like, wait, this is on loop. I'm going to squirt in some ink. This is all I <laughs> It's all name. Really. It's a fake tape. Yeah. It's a reconstructed lab. It like loops in a weird way. There, well, so speaking of tape, I found... say Bellagio. <laughs> exactly. This is from eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a story. Uh, there was another octopus who... Uh, the, the researchers kept coming in the morning and the, the lights over the tank would be shorted out. And worked out. And basically, they, they did a little video busting of the thing. And what we found out is that he would, the, the octopus would come up and intentionally squirt water up at the lights just, just to, like, didn't like him or whatever. He's like, I'm gonna take care of these lights and put them out. They have a lot of agency. They have a lot of agency. Um, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. It's all, he's fighting the lights. 
Another incident in New Zealand. This was uh, at the end of 2008 into 2009. This was at an aquarium in Dunedin, maybe. Yeah. Dana is our that's, resident New Zealand expert, yeah? That's the way I've heard it oh, before. We'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, this was an octopus named Sid. And Sid was in the aquarium for about six months. And I guess he, I guess it was, was in octopus terms, kind of old. So the, the, uh, the senior aquarist came into the, uh, aquarium one morning and Sid's gone. So looking around, can't find him anywhere. And unlike the other lab, there's no drain that leads out to the ocean or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like They're that. looking in cabinets. And, you know, again, apparently, th- like in the octopus researcher community, it's like, oh yeah, you got to look everywhere. They can crawl inside a bucket. Oh, they that's can, true. they can crawl inside something and pull the door shut behind them and they wow. can just be like oh. hiding there. They just need to baby-proof their labs, you know. Five days later, they found Sid had – Alive? Alive. Had sort of similar – had gotten into a drainage system that he didn't have open access to. was blocked. Just was basically holding himself in there whenever people would come by. I mean, again, we can't really (laughs) get inside his mind, but they were looking everywhere for him. And he was hiding out in the tube. And they they think that he was trying to escape out a door – and just knew that he was going to get caught and just plugged and himself just up hot. in the drain and just, and just had the sense to take, hang out there and like, no, I can't be, I can't be seen out in the open. Like that scene in The Fugitive. Exactly. <laughs> just living there for five days. So they put him back. And a few weeks later, Aww. they found the door open again Jeez. to his tank. He found they so they found him hiding again somewhere in their lab. So he made several more attempts at escaping. Sometimes even when they were people there, like he got he was pretty brazen. They would come in to clean it, and he would try and escape. I guess uh, his species of octopus they try to mate when it reaches oh, the uh, end of I their see, lifespan. I was like, why are they, are they that unhappy? Yeah. Okay. So they were thinking yes. like, oh, you know what? He's probably trying to mate and get back to the water. Yeah. So they, they took pity on poor Sid yeah. and they decided to release him back to the wild. Good. Uh, so this is quoting from an independent article. Is uh, Yesterday afternoon, Mr. Crane, the aquarium oh. uh, supervisor. <laughs> Tra- Sid. Sid yesterday Crane. Afternoon, oh, yeah, he goes, well, you know, the British publications yeah. are very formal. Yeah. I know, Mr. Crane. <laughs> acknowledge his agents. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, Mr. Crane transferred Sid to a plastic bucket and carried him to the water's edge, 300 yards away. Even during that short walk, he was, Sid was trying to lift the lid off the bucket. He was like, the whole time, he's like, let me out, I'm going to escape. And then he was dumped in the ocean. They said they watched him swim away, and he was a good, healthy color, and he was quite happy. And so, yeah, they he became, uh, in the New Zealand press anyway, They were uh, he was a Sid the lovesick octopus. I'm never going to keep an octopus as a pet because it's. Well, I feel like they should. Yeah, I mean, of course, these are labs and you know, doing yeah. research and stuff. It's yeah. not like yeah. they're not holding them to eat them or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh man, they're amazing, amazing creatures, mm-hmm. uh, and they will flee if you give them half a chance. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And speaking about escapes... My favorite escape is probably traveling. I love traveling. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and of course, traveling to far places in airplanes. And we've had a a segment before about airport codes, Colin. It was your quiz. Yeah. I love 
airport quote. <laughs> They're so, for the ones that you, you find out the origin, why is this airport code not like the city name and yeah, you want to read about yeah, it? Yeah. And we talked a lot about this in a previous episode. Um, but I found out another interesting thing about air trafficking and, and airports and airplanes traveling. There are waypoints in the sky, in the air, basically along a route. And that's when the plane will maybe turn a little or go down or go up or go down. So those are kind of the the fixed points. Standardized. Especially important in arrival or departure procedures of planes landing or taking off. So you have a whole procedure like, okay, you're this plane and you have to go to this next checkpoint, this next Mm. checkpoint, this next checkpoint. Or like if you're about to land, hit this checkpoint. If you're going to do this runway, then you Mm. have to kind of follow this route um, with these points. And that's where you turn the plane and you descend and whatnot all of them have five letter names interesting this is the important thing and i want to credit uh captain ken hoke whose article i stumbled upon um talking about these airway waypoints they're called fixes so they're the points okay. are called fixes how these names come to be the local faa for their airspace will suggest names and there's like a larger central um, aeronautical information management that kind of approves them mm-hmm. and so they have to be pronounceable they have to be unique obviously and can't be controversial or you know <laughs> right. bad word <laughs> yeah okay. right <laughs> and the fun part of this is that Depending on where you are, they theme it. They theme it to oh. the place. A lot of air traffic controllers, they have a sense of humor. They, they really come up with things that might spell out a sentence. All right. Or they're unique to, um, you know, the location or the city or the airspace that they're in. I've compiled some interesting ones. And what I'm going to do is quiz you guys. I'm going to give you, I'm going to read out five letter fixed names. All right. And you tell me where you think it is. Okay. okay. So the pen and paper. You can write down the place, but also to help you if you want to write down the letters as I'm reading it okay. to you. Okay. All right. So first one, there, there are two of them. H-A-V-R-D. Second one is Y-A-A-R-D. H-A-V-R-D. Y-A-A-R-D. Where do you think <laughs> these waypoints, these fixes are located? What city? Answers up. Chris, you said Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, Dana says Boston. Colin says Cambridge, Massachusetts, Boston. It is that area. Yes, I'm looking for Boston. <laughs> Cambridge is fine. Covid Yod. Covid Yod. All right. Next fixed point. I'm going to give you one. L-E-B-R-N. <laughs> L-E-B-R-N. All right. Answers up. Chris says Cleveland. Dana says Ohio, Cleveland. Colin says Cleveland, Ohio. You are correct. <laughs> LeBron. There's also different variants of different uh, uh, Cleveland sports. I am proud of myself for getting a sports <laughs> one. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. You know what? Let's like, you know. Yeah. Let's take a step back. There was a little bit of let's a take a step back. Shaky. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's cool. No, let's uh, – well done. Thank of you. course, well named after LeBron James, yeah. King James, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's a good basketball man. Yeah, yeah. he is. A, <laughs> he plays the basketball. Uh, <laughs> next one, I'm going to give you two fixed names. You tell me the city. H-K-U-N-A. H-K-U-N-A. <laughs> and the second one is M-T-A-T-A. 
M T A T A. And okay. We have to write down a city. A city. Okay. Ooh, man. Ooh. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Chris says Orlando. Dana says Orlando. <laughs> I was thinking Colin too. Said, Nairobi. Nairobi. Yeah. 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 Nairobi. No, Orlando. Like, oh, Orlando is probably more sense. It is Orlando. Yeah, no. I was like, no. what city in Africa? Africa yeah. is for yeah. sure not a... It's like, why would they care the about country. Disney's Hakuna. marketing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hakuna Matata. Also in uh, MCO, Orlando's airport, there's also Piglet, Tigger, Jasmine, Jafar are all... Huh. Waypoint oh, names. Funny. So as you are, and also they have Looney Tunes and Universal characters oh, as well. Goodness. So as you're a plane and you're descending next time into Orlando's airport, every of those fixes has like the the piglet procedure now of landing. passing through piglet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Piglet. I was broadcast that over. Yeah, the I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, United used to have that channel where you can listen to the pilot's uh, air control. Air, air traffic control. I don't think they have it anymore. I but don't like, think so. that'd be funny. That'd be that'd be really funny. <laughs> cool. um, no, all right. Virgin Piglet. <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, tell me the city or the area. I'm gonna give you two. First one. M a k r z. M a k r z. The next one. M a a r k. M a a r k. To the city, huh? City or area. I mean, there's a smaller city and there's a larger city, and larger city would be easier. Oh. Guess. All right, answers up. Chris says Kentucky. Dana says Nashville. Colin says Louisville. Louisville. But then Kentucky. Yeah. Louisville is correct. Yep, yep. Maker's Mark or Macker's Mark. Also in that area, there's barrel, mash, <laughs> distill, <laughs> and bourbon. <laughs> That's good. Maker's Mark, of course, this, a so, famous Kentucky bourbon. Yes. So basically, these all sound like wonderful uh, startup names. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of, yeah. when you read them, it, it does. Yeah. It, they look so funny. <laughs> totally. All right. And, and of course, we're, we're getting harder as we go. This is great. Okay. I had no it's idea. so interesting. I had no idea. This is fantastic. Um, all right. I'm going to give you three. First one, T-Y-D-Y-E. That's T-Y-D-Y-E. Okay. Next one, G-R-T-F-L. G-R-T-F-L. <laughs> and the third one, if you didn't get it yet, D-E-D-H-D. D-E-D-H-D. <laughs> what city can you find... He's in. I'll wait for Chris. All right. Answers up. Chris says Berkeley. Dana says SF, San Francisco. And Colin, you said San Francisco. It is San Francisco. SFO. Yes. Tie dye, grateful, and dead. Head. Dead head. Named after the famous San Francisco band. All right. Next one. What city? G-I-N-I-S. Wait, say that one more time. G-I-N-I-S. Okay. To me, they're just like license plate, like vanity Mm -hmm. when you're trying to like sound Mm -hmm. it out. Oh, that's all we get. G-I-N-I-S. And it's a city? Yes. Huh. She did say they're getting harder. All right, answers up. 
Chris says, Dublin. Dana says, Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. And Colin, you said, London. It is Dublin. Uh, oh, Guinness. Guinness. Uh, Guinness. Yeah. I was like, genies. Like, yeah. I dream genie. of genies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guinness. That makes much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. I'm give you three. Okay. First one. F-R-Z-Z-N. F-R-Z-Z-N. Next mm-hmm. one. T-N-D-R-A. T-N-D-R-A. <laughs> And the third one. I don't even need it. <laughs> F-A-V-R-E. F-A-V-R-E. Three waypoints. <laughs> three fixes. Uh, in this general city. Located above this general city. <laughs> I guess city, cities can own the airspace. The airspace. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. So yes. I'm not sure. Answers up. Chris says, don't know. Dana says Antarctica, <laughs> and Colin says Green Bay, Wisconsin. Colin uh, is right. Uh, Frozen tundra, sure, and Brett. Brett, yeah. is Brett Favre. <laughs> so that was a sports one where I was yeah. like, I don't know, uh, but okay. I know. Frozen tundra, maybe Antarctica. So there's, yeah, yeah the Lambo Lambo Field where where the Packers play. It's it's for years and years. It's the the stock phrase is the frozen tundra of Lambo Field, uh, and it's just like it's. It's yeah. It's a it's like a stock yeah, phrase at this point. Yeah, baseball. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then uh, one last one. It's not a quiz. It's just I thought it was funny. Copenhagen. One of the fixed points is called "It Sucks." But like, I don't think it's like I don't think like someone named it because like it sux. I think uh, okay. maybe they're just like, you know something to say. But I hope I so. Like, but just see it in all because they're on all caps. It's just like it yeah. sucks. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a that's a great oh, bit of trivia. And you know one last thing. Um, what I did was I looked up all our names also to see ah. if they're, they're, we have uh, oh, what oh, okay. cities what cities are names uh, fall ah. above. Well, you and I have five letter names. Yes. So, yeah. so, so I'll, I'll, you know, I kind of. <laughs> well, me too. I oh, yeah, you're right. I have a short Dana, one. So Dana, I use uh, D-A-N-A-H. Okay. Okay. Dana, but like Dana. And Dana. In Dana Point, Orange County, California, USA. Hmm. Mm. And then, uh, Chris, you are in, uh, sh- or you are above, the Sheldonville, Nebraska. Wow. Wow. I got a good one. Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's not not Christmas Island. Colin, you have, uh, Erica, Virginia. Okay. <laughs> then, look, it's, it's really fun. I Seems was like, like that would be Erica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Erica could be. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're multiple. Oh, okay. Okay. Got they're it. Called, right, they're right. multiple fixed right. points for an area. Okay. Like, multiple. Okay. So it could be, okay. you know, one. Oh, and then, uh, uh, and Karen is in, uh, Benefit, North Carolina. There you go. I uh, like this. I, you know, yeah. I encourage everybody cool. to go look up, see your name or your last name or spell different things and see what's available. Yeah. Awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we got one last escape segment. 
I don't know what you're going to do, but... Well, immediately what, what jumped to my head was, okay, so, I mean, Karen, you and I, um, there's there's a dividing line in the Good Job Brain. There uh, is a dividing yeah. line. <laughs> there's people who do not play escape rooms, <laughs> and there's people who play a lot of escape rooms. Like a um, lot. Like a, a whole lot. Like so, all Karen, of them. you and I love to play escape rooms. We have our own hardcore team. I, yeah. I had no idea that escape rooms would become this popular. I mean, of course, there's many, many, many different kinds of escape rooms, but they generally all boil down to you and a team are put into a room um, and you have to solve puzzles with the things in that room in order to, in general, you have to you solve some final puzzle that will give you a key that lets you escape the room. Once you that get outside of the room... literally let you yeah. open the door. I mean, no matter where you go, there's probably an escape room in that city, even if it's a small city in the United States, there's probably one or more or 20 different escape rooms that you can go and do anywhere. Virtually all the knowledge I have about escape rooms has come from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've well, done it a couple times, oh, but I'm not family, yeah. hardcore like you guys. <laughs> right. yeah. But Colin, you have just been like, no, not my thing. It's, it's one of those things where I almost would like it too much. Like, I think I would get frustrated by it. I mean, Karen, and I, you, you and I talked about that you before. Yeah. But it's I maybe maybe you know what I'm yeah. you know now that I'm a dad you know uh, my tastes are changing yeah exactly you frustrated so and I I would have to imagine that there's that there's a lot of good job brain listeners out there who do escape rooms or might be thinking about doing escape rooms or I I feel like it would be uh, a nice idea to pass down to you guys some of the mm. escape room tips yeah, yeah. that we have learned or had to learn the hard way (laughs) in our time doing escape rooms. So here we go. Your good job brain escape room tips segment. I'm going to break this down into a few categories. First category being before you even start the escape room. (laughs) Um, Number one, don't get drunk beforehand. A lot of people uh, think they think, oh well, yeah, let's do some pre gaming. Let's have some drinks before we go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fun. Hanging out with friends. Yeah, you're not going to have a good time. This is asking you to actually, like, do puzzles and test, <laughs> you know, your mental ability. Like, you don't want to... Before a big dull. cloud it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cloud And, it and usually, drinking. if not always, under a timer, too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Does, yeah. It's and more like a sport. Like, yeah. you wouldn't drink a bunch before you play a basketball. Big game. They're really yeah, supposed to be... <laughs> you have to be organized and methodical to do these. Like, and you're not organized and methodical. So don't do that. It's probably not a good idea. Drink after... Um, whether you win or lose, you'll want to go yeah. and drink, so just do it then. Um, consider having a team. Consider getting, you know, a bunch of friends together. I mean, the first time I ever did an escape room, it's like a few of us bought tickets for the room. Then they put us in with six strangers. And mm-hmm. it's, you need to be a functioning uh, team to solve yeah, these things. Yeah. Yeah. And you I can't do that when you're that's, just... That's a big, that that was a big barrier. Yeah. yeah, Because then you get kind of harped on, on like, oh, I don't want to yell at these people. Yeah. Or, you don't yeah. want to yell at... You have to... It has to be people you're okay with yelling at. I'm yeah. fine with yelling at Karen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I would... But you, don't, you don't want to be the over-competitive jerk with somebody who's just there to have a good time. It's going to be best if you 
book the entire room for just you and your group and find a group. Make a Facebook group. Get all your friends involved. Figure out that kind of thing. Um, you know, meet up beforehand, uh, especially if you haven't done a whole lot of escape rooms. And if there are people who have done them, but there's people who haven't, mm-hmm. you know, get together like an hour beforehand and sh- talk and share and like, <laughs> you know, strategize and go down the list of, you know, general good rules and tips and things like that. Just so everybody's kind of on the same page as far as what's going to happen. You can't anticipate. The idea is you don't know what's in there. But like, you know, just talk about it beforehand. Also, schedule some time for afterwards, whether you go out drinking oh, or yeah. not. Like, everybody's going to want to debrief. Everybody's yeah. going to want to talk about it. <laughs> That's so just the fun part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So schedule that time for afterwards. Um, do puzzles outside of escape rooms, you know? Like, learn how to do puzzles and things like that. Because even if that exact puzzle is not in the exact room, being able to think in terms of puzzles. This is advice for becoming a championship-level <laughs> Escape room team. Right. Imagine, right. Imagining my parents being this hardcore and we like to win. Um, yeah. you, you see the pieces and you go, Oh, I know what this is. Mm. Or you'll be able to look at something and be like, Oh, this is going to be a Sudoku board. Yeah, you know, yeah, once yeah. it's all filled in that, that, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So once you get in there, okay, you get in there, timer starts. Prob- I mean, again, all escape rooms are different, but yeah. like in general, the first thing you want to do is search the room thoroughly. Thoroughly search the room. <laughs> you want to look up high and you want to look way down low. Um, if it's not bolted down, pick it thoroughly. up. Well, they yes. usually have rules. They're like, okay, the furniture is not part of the okay. game. So please okay. don't flip <laughs> over the couch. Yeah. Please don't <laughs> unscrew the table. Like, Some listen, rooms you listen do. To oh, the rules. Yeah, Some rooms is you have say. to break open this IKEA furniture and there's a clue inside the screwball. You know, like yep. it's, it depends. <laughs> you do have to, yeah, you do have to be willing to take stuff apart. I mean, here's here's what a rookie does. A rookie goes into the room, sees a chest of drawers with two drawers in it, like an IKEA nightstand or something. Lots of ikea furniture in these rooms (laughs) sees sees a nightstand with two drawers on it opens up drawer number one looks inside there's nothing in there opens up drawer number two looks inside oh there's a there's a key in there takes a key out you know puts it on the table closes the drawer sounds good right no horrible 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 horrible. (laughs) what you need to do is we need to take the drawer and remove it entirely (laughs) from the chest of drawers and then take the second drawer and then remove it entirely because the the problems you've now Mm. caused are number one if you open up the drawer look and put it back if something is taped to the underside of the Mm. thing you're not going to find it if something's taped underneath the drawer you're not going to find it if something is on the floor Mm. covered by below the, chest the of drawers, bottom below drawer. A drawer you're not going to find it so you have to take the drawers out the other thing you've done if you look in there and you close the drawers how do all of your other teammates know to not come over waste time they'll waste their time one by one by one opening up the drawer <laughs> looking in and closing it again so take it all out Look at everything, get on the ground, stick your head in the now empty chest of drawers, look up, look down, look all around, look behind it. (laughs) If there's a big sign saying, don't move the furniture, if they tell you before you go in, don't move any furniture, fine. But if they don't tell you that, take the thing and pull it away from the wall or might be something behind it. Look underneath, look on the underside of all the drawers. And then for the love of God, don't put it back together. (laughs) Leave it all out. There's two kinds of errors, right? There's the seven people all ignoring it, but there's also seven people all finding the same thing, which is also a waste of time. (laughs) Um, My solution has always been yell really loudly everything that you're doing. Uh, Maybe that's not the best thing for everybody. Talk through everything that you are doing, everything you find. If you find something, if you find a 
combination lock on a safe in something. Be like, everybody, I found this safe with a combination lock on it, and I'm putting it here in the table, and the combination lock is four digits. You know, like, talk it out. Because there's so many times when somebody will find something and then not say anything. And then, like, half an hour later, you know, somebody's like... Did anybody figure out where to put this combination? And somebody's like, oh, yeah, there's a keypad and it's, uh, you know, right there. <laughs> You're it's like, like, what? You gotta tell us all. You know, you, uh, you really have to share all of the information with everybody and make sure that not only are you hmm. listening to everybody else, but you're also talking through everything in a way that, that nobody can say, oh, well, I didn't know that was going right. on. Right. that. Which is sort of, I mean, related to our general rule at Pub Quiz, too, which is... Talk it out. Don't just say it out loud. Make yep. sure at least one other person on your team heard you say it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, was I looking in your eyes? Uh-huh. And did you see my mouth moving when that happened? <laughs> I yeah. said that! Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. Um, be really neat and organized. I mean, one of the things that we kind of developed immediately was have a discard pile. Yeah. Like, if something is just a red herring, you know, is not something that's a clue or just some piece of junk, like, put it all in one corner <laughs> into one pile. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, again, if they give you pens and clipboards there might be stuff in the pens you know what i mean there might be oh, stuff wow. on the clipboards okay. there was one game we went into where they they you know put name tags on all of us and there was stuff in the name ah, tags you know no, that that kind so of thing sneaky. brute force is also something to think about what i mean by brute force is if you have three digits of a combination lock you, can just, you know you can just try the other ones if you have two digits of a four digit um you know of a four digit dial number thing yeah it's yeah. only a hundred numbers you have to go through right you can do that in two minutes right like just have somebody who's not solving the puzzle just try it yeah to try to do it because maybe you can open it up and also just just keep the big picture in mind like always ask yourself like what is it that we're trying to do? Somebody should, at least one person should be looking at what's called the meta puzzle, you know, because typically you go into the room, there's all kinds of stuff and you're going to find like solutions to six different little puzzles that you're going to enter into a grid. You know what I mean? And then oh. you're going to put them into a grid and that's going to give you one big, you know, solution. And that's going to let you get into maybe the second room or something like that. Think big picture. Think about what you need. What is it we are trying to do? Right. And, and that's something that you will just figure out through experience. There's a lot of things you're going to learn through experience. What is a good bit of lateral thinking and what is way too much? You know, yeah. like what is a good like, oh, this grid is the same size as that grid and this grid has circles in it and that grid has letters in it. And then we're going to overlay them and the circles will be on the yeah, letters. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, so that's great. That's, that's that really room. smart. Yeah. But then some people who are just like, okay, we need a five letter password and there's a hundred books on the bookshelf. So I'm, so I'm going to look on page five <laughs> of every book and pick yeah. the fifth letter on page five. It's like, that's, no, that's not possible. That. Yeah. A couple other things. If you're working on a puzzle and you're having a hard time, you know, give up. Like, just let <laughs> yeah. somebody else do it. Don't get so ingrained in working on this one puzzle that you're not able to solve that you can't just pass it off to one of your teammates and say, hey, why don't you look at this? Yeah. Um, the corollary to that rule is if one of your teammates is like 85% done solving a puzzle, you do not need to stick your nose into the process <laughs> so that you can feel, well, well, I helped solved it too. It's like if they're off to the races, just let them finish it. Go do something else. And this is where you knowing your team, know, yeah. know your, know your I mean, teammates. The thing is, the thing is, like at, at almost every puzzle room, you're kind of being tossed into the unknown, and usually there's like seven puzzles to do at the same time, and it's not a linear. 
oh, we do this one together and we do this one together. Teams break off. Two people work on this. Two people do that. Mm -hmm. Two people Mm -hmm. do that. And it's like, it's all happening at once. And so there, you know, there are times when like, you don't know what the other team is doing, but it's fine. They're, they're on it. Yeah. That's if you trust your team. Well, you have to. Yeah. And you have to trust your team and you have to, and and you have to really, you also really have to develop it. That's why you have to build your own team. Yeah. That's why you you must do this. Family members aren't always like the best. Might not be good. No. Puzzle solvers. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, here's the thing. Escape rooms are exploding in popularity. Not everyone who designs an escape room. Right. Should. (laughs) Um, there are some puzzles that are like, okay. I could explain to you why this is a bad puzzle. Yeah. And it's not just the fact that I didn't get it. Like That's there's, nice. there's some issues with this, with this puzzle design that, so sometimes you do want to do hints. If you all get together and you agree that you, you will ask for hints, you know, during the process, if you get stuck, the best tip about hints is just, just make sure you kind of do it earlier. If it's early in the mm-hmm. game and you're stuck on something and you're really feeling frustrated about something, just ask for that hint a little bit earlier. Don't wait until. Five minutes, you know, before yeah. time is up to ask for your first hint because it's going to be too late at that point win. and you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so those are just some of the things that we've learned. Uh, know how to use a tape recorder or a tape tape player, <laughs> a, cas- <laughs> a cassette well, tape specific. player. Well, that happened to you, Me and right? my friend James, we did a rando room. Uh-huh. Like we thought it was just going to be us two in a room. We're like, that's fine. Then we got paired these 15 year olds, mm-hmm. uh, very sweet kids, very smart kids. At the end, for the meta, you have to play a tape. You unlock a tape player, and then you had this tape you found earlier. They didn't know how to use it because they've never <laughs> encountered a cassette tape before, and it was very cute. I'm sure they and they're putting it on a different way, and we're like, "No, it's okay. We'll, we'll put it in." <laughs> they're like, "We don't know what this is." We're yeah. like, "It's okay." We well, it can. I mean, so basically, escape rooms are designed so that you you should not have you, you do not have to bring in any like esoteric outside knowledge. I hope that you also we're really intense. Rooms. If you didn't, we're super I mean, intense. We're, we are yeah, super don't intense do them with us. Well, you were like, we don't like to ask for hints. It was like, you easily could have guessed Clearly that not. that was, <laughs> was going to be the, we're, we're pretty intense. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners for listening. I uh, hope you'll learn a lot of stuff about escape rooms, about octopodes or octopuses and octopies. <laughs> Uh, escape movies and also uh, fixed names. Make sure to to look up where your fixed name is yeah. uh, in in the air in the sky. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on our website, GoodJobBrain.com. See you soon. Bye. 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 world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate backgrounds, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic, and then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambie Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity? What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs>